money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show do the market update. So every single week I get to share a market update to share with you what's been happening in all the major markets here throughout Texas. And the way that I'll do it is I'll do the roll-up first of all of the Texas data. So last month the average price was 446000 up 17% versus where we were the same time last year. And it'd probably help if I showed you this. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, uh, I know this is another eye chart, uh, but I'll highlight some of the things I want to make sure you guys are aware of. Uh, last month in Texas, closed sales were down, but they were only down 1.8%. Uh, so again, get some perspective. Uh, pretty, pretty darn good. Uh, total active listings, we are starting to increase the number of active homes on the market right now. And I think that number is going to continue to increase. Um, even though, but, but not probably at the level we'd need it to increase uh, to dramatically reduce uh, that growth in the average price. Typically our average price growth has been somewhere between five and 6% right here in Texas. Uh, to be at 17% is really outside of the norm for us, but it's all based on that supply or lack thereof supply. Uh, for 2022, for the full year, as uh, we're at the midpoint right now, uh, sales volume I'm forecasting should be up somewhere between one to three percent. But guys, let me tell you something: even if it's down one to three percent, it's still it's it's still all going to be okay. This is the one of the safest places to have your money. Uh, average price up around 20 percent versus where we were in 2021. In the Houston market, uh, the average price was up uh, 441000 up 14% year over year. Their sales were down last month, but Houston was actually the, the biggest uh, of the four biggest markets. They were the one that were pulling up the curve in terms of the least reduction in year over year sales. Uh, and I think they're actually going to do really well this year because Houston is kind of counter cyclical to uh, just about all of the other markets. So when oil and gas is doing great, and you're paying $5 plus a gallon, Houston is like partying in the streets, okay? <laughs> Literally. Uh, and, but, but all of the other markets, right, are, are feeling the pinch, right? So, so Houston typically does a little bit better, obviously, when, uh, when some of the economic issues are hitting other uh, parts of the market. Uh, pending sales last month in Houston up 4%. And uh, the forecast for Houston uh, sales up in the 5% range and the average price up in the 15 to 20% range. Uh, in San Antonio, the average price last month, 393,000 up 16%. Uh, the sales were down only 2%, but still down. And the pending sales are uh, down um, uh, uh, versus the same time last year. The forecast for sales for San Antonio up 3%. Got to remember that sometimes when people are looking at saying, I want to move to Texas, what are one of the big things that they're saying? Where can I afford to move in Texas? And San Antonio is, um, along with Tarrant County, which is Fort Worth, um, the two most affordable large uh, counties in Texas. Uh, so I think we'll still see a lot more people moving there because their prices are still kind of that sub uh, 400,000 point. And the Dallas and Fort Worth market, average price last month was 539,000, up 20% versus the same time last year. Closed sales were basically flat year over year. 
Uh, pending sales are down 4%. Pending sales are our closest leading indicator to what closed sales will be next month. And our active listings uh, up 26% in the DFW market, but that's still down by somewhere between 20 and 30 plus thousand listings uh, versus where we were, for example, in 2019. So even though they're up and up significantly, still not anywhere near where we need to be. Uh, the forecasts for sales in Dallas last year, they were actually down 1%. Um, but that didn't stop that average price from increasing about 20% last year. So the forecast for sales uh, for Dallas is going to be about flat year over year, which means they'll sell about 100,000 uh, properties in that DFW market. The average price up and up somewhere between 18 and 20% year over year. For the Austin market, average price $683,000. American. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, up 17% versus uh, where Austin was uh, the same time last year. Closed sales were down 6.7%, um, uh, but look at that inventory increase. That is a triple digit inventory increase. I want to say it was 144% higher than what we were the same time last year. Now, last year, um, every house had multiple offers above list price the same day it was listed, and in some cases, sight unseen, because people couldn't get out of work to be able to go see it, and they just want to put in an offer to be able to get it. Um, so the fact that we're at 4,000 uh, uh, active listings um, is, is not like, you know, in the fact that we've increased by 144% is nothing to be worried about. So we went from about a two week supply of inventory, 0 0.5 months of inventory last year to right now, uh, we only have a 1.2 month supply of inventory. I didn't address this earlier, but um, all of you guys are probably very familiar with the concept of days on market, how long it takes a property to, uh, after it's put on the MLS, how long it takes. And many of you, for those of you who are new, you may think days on market is how long it takes to sell. The, the truth is it's how long it takes before it goes under contract, okay? Uh, the reason why they stop at the contracting phase is because the time to close could be two weeks if it's cash, or it could be 45 or more days if it's an FHA or VA type of a loan, right? So um, the, the concept you guys might not be familiar with is the concept um, in the statistic months of inventory. So months of inventory represents the amount of inventory that we have uh, based on the current buyer demand that if we stopped listing houses today, and in this case in Austin, in 1.2 months, we would be completely out of an inventory of homes for sale based on the buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, averaged out, okay? Um, so so uh, uh, literally there was, you know, we saw, we saw several months, probably about 10 months uh, over the past year in Austin where the number of active listings was less than the number of sold listings and was less than the number of pending listings. That's, that's like an inverted yield curve for a real estate market, right? It's like so little inventory. Uh, so, so the fact that we have uh, 4,200 listings in Austin, literally we could have 20 to 30,000 listings in Austin and it'd still be at a good spot in terms of months of inventory. So they say anything, um, they say six months is our is our 40 year average in terms of 
um, the typical months of inventory that we have. So typically we're about six months of inventory. They say anything less than about six months of inventory is a seller's market. Anything more than six months of inventory is a buyer's market. So we have obviously been in a seller's market on steroids uh, in Austin, but not just for the last two years, uh, more for about the last five years we have been in a situation where we've not had enough inventory. Um, uh, so these are some interesting numbers that are coming up. And I do have this theory, and it is untested, um, but I do have this uh, thought that, um, and I'm curious, how many of you guys are rental property owners right now? How many of you guys are rental property owners right now? Okay. How many of you guys are looking at your uh, tax assessment and saying, oh my God, right? And you're saying, wow, how much am I gonna have to raise my rent to be able to handle this to be able to break even break even on that property. So I don't know if this is true, but I have a feeling that we'll see a lot more landlords who maybe bought five or 10 years ago, a two to $300,000 house that are now looking at a 600 plus thousand dollar house and are having a very difficult time figuring out how to cash flow here in Austin. And, and for probably 10 or 15 years, I've always said that cash flow in Austin that's an oxymoron. Like those things don't go together, uh, and it's even more so the case. So I'm I'm imagining that, and and I'll just poll you guys who have said like you own rental property. Would you raise your hand if you're considering selling it now because of the property taxes? Okay, none of you guys. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, so so um, I've been investing uh, for almost two decades. Uh, my my mom actually started. My parents started investing. Um, in Austin and Dripping Springs in the early 90s, okay, early 90s. So, uh, you know, my, my parents have properties that they bought for 100 that are now worth like 1.4 million. And they're always, and, I, and mom, if you're listening, I love you to pieces, you're amazing. Uh, but like, she'll tell me like, you're not believe how much you know, and, and, and I'm like, mom, you're crying, but you're crying all the way to the bank. And I took a poll, and no one feels sorry for you. <laughs> I can keep asking, but I think that's, you know, it's like, ah, you know, wipe the little tears away. So um, in Austin and all the markets, obviously this is happening. Uh, it's an exciting time. Now, uh, somehow with uh, only 1,700 active listings uh, the same time last year, Austin eked out a two and a half percent increase in sales. Now, I don't think they'll be able, Austin will be able to do that in 2022. I'll be thrilled if it's flat, uh, but those average prices probably gonna be up in that 20% range year over year. So I wanted to leave you guys with uh, that forecast as we go into, as we go into the second half of 2022. Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.